0: Welcome to the Interviewing Artists series. This podcast is dedicated to interviewing University of Guelph undergraduate studio art students in partnership with the Juried Art Show and Kaleidoscope magazine. My name is Maeve Hind and I am one of the Juried Art Show or Jazz coordinators for this year's 53rd annual exhibition. Today we're recording in Guelph, Ontario which is situated on treaty land that is steeped in rich Indigenous history and home to many First Nations, Inuit and Métis people. We acknowledge the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation of the Anishinaabek peoples on whose traditional territory we are meeting. And today, we are meeting with Julian Acree.
1: Woo! Round of applause for from the audience. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Good to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, we're so excited to have you, Julian. Do you want to want to just like introduce yourself to those people who the very few people who may not know you.
1: <laughs> True, yeah, I guess. Um, well, I'm Julian. I'm a fourth year studio art major. I haven't specialized yet, but you could say that my thing is, I guess, cartooning, comics, all of the fun, graphic, word, exciting things that I could possibly be making with my brain. That's my specialization. Um, yeah, i uh, good friend of maves but, Um, I didn't actually have to pay her to let me on this. I actually just got to sign up, which is really exciting. (laughs) But yeah, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be a part of this.
0: We're happy to have you. So what kind of like, I know that you're kind of, you've been focusing with comics and cartooning and stuff. First of all, how long since that discovery?
1: Well, hopefully it's not a brief love affair. It's something that I've come to enjoy quite a lot. I actually haven't really been doing it that long. Um, I took drawing one this past semester with one of my fave, fave people, Christian Giroux. He's kind of the bomb. And um, I didn't really expect there to be like a cartooning or comics component in this class. I expected it to be like a lot of life drawing and, uh, you know, the boring perspective, anatomy, yada, yada, values, blah, 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 blah. Which you know, of course we did do and he facilitated that in a wonderful way. But he also introduced like a, like a comics unit for us. And that was our big final project for drawing one this past semester was to write a three page comic. I ended up doing five because, you know, I'm a try hard. but it was just like the first time I had ever been introduced to a medium that really like, spoke to my values and what I think art should be about for me anyway. Um, and, and just like expressing raw emotions and humanity in a way that's not so abstract, but is very digestible to people and relatable. And I think that's what I really like about comics and cartooning. And usually in terms of the, the comics that I'm making, they really touch on you know, emotions that are not commonly dealt with in a public space the depressing stuff that nobody really likes to talk about is kind of what I really enjoy about it. So that's, uh, that's kind of my thing.
0: Do you, do you feel like most of your stuff is from real life experience? Yeah,
1: I would say like 99% of it is just like me laying awake in my bed at two in the morning and then I'll jot something down in the dark in my notebook about these thoughts that I'm having and then the next day I'll probably write up a little comic about it and um, yeah no I feel like I personally have a really hard time making art that I can't relate to um, you know I, I want it to be very personal for me and mm-hmm. I care much less about what other people think and more so what I'm getting out of it um, so comics for me are really just a therapy um, to put it right totally.
0: yeah.
1: right
0: yeah and like when you have a when you have a idea, or like a little jot note, what's your like process of, I've always wondered, like, plan it all out? Or do you do like panel by panel?
1: Well, it, it's funny you asked that, because I don't really have a definitive process. But right. um, Christian introduced us to this lovely comics artist named Linda Barry. And she provides like a lot of insight and in different exercises that you can use. So sometimes I'll switch between like, writing out all of the dialogue and text that I want, and then sort of like planning my panels that way. Sometimes I'll just like go for it and do the drawing first and then see what I want to say about it after. Um, right. Sometimes I'll just do the drawings and then, you know, just say, screw it and do whatever I want. As long as it makes me feel good, I think that's the process that I stick
0: with. Right. Other than Linda Berry, who do you feel like are your like, you know, influences or like, do you feel like it's all kind of? from
1: within? Well, it's it's hard to say because, um, you know, I am still really new to this sort of practice. So yeah. luckily I've been referred to a lot of different, really great authors and artists to check out. Um, but, you know, my reading list is really long. I'm gonna say Linda Berry's. you know, my go-to. Christian has been very helpful in his own ways. But on a personal level, I've I've told you, Maeve, lots about her, but I have an aunt. Her name is Donna Acree, and she's an artist in Hamilton. And um, she's very much um, just encouraged me to draw with my heart and not my brain and don't think about it so much. Just do what makes you happy. And um, so while I don't really have any stylistic references for like how I I draw and stuff like that... um, I think yeah mostly that's just a personal style and whim but lots of good people have given me encouragement which is what I would call my inspiration
0: right I it's kind of fun to hear or interesting to hear you talk like so much about how how like important it is like that it you know feels good to you um and that's like something I always think about, you know, style versus idea kind of thing and like finding that balance.
1: Yeah, um, one of, so, so Linda Berry wrote this book called Making Comics and one of the quotes that I love, which I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have it on me right now, is you know, acting, pretending, singing, dancing, drawing, creating, like those are all qualities that you would find innately in almost any three-year-old. And, and right. that's what we consider like the arts today. And so that's something that I, I've really drawn on a lot is because I think, you know, at our core, art doesn't have to be aesthetically pleasing to anybody but the person who's making it. I believe yep. very fully in, um, you know, just create to create. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think that there is a lot of value in technical skills and knowing all this stuff, which I am trying to work on. Um, you know, I think constantly learning, but, I think I'll never be able to make art that I truly like unless I'm making it for me, which is also a huge reason why I don't use my art account on Instagram very much. I try not to post a lot because it feels kind of performative to me anyway. I don't want to bash anybody who finds you know, value in doing that because good for you, but it's just not really something that I'm comfortable with because I'm still working on myself and I'm creating for myself. And I'd be more than happy if other people get to enjoy that with me.
0: Do you feel like you, like, if you were to meet someone, would you, like, do you identify as an artist, if you know what I mean? Like, if you met someone, would you introduce yourself as an artist or?
1: I don't know. I feel like sometimes yes, sometimes no. It depends on the day, (laughs) really. (laughs) It's because I compare myself to my peers a lot, which I know that we're all guilty of. Um, especially when you get into your fourth year and as somebody who hasn't chosen like a specialization and I don't really know what I want to do in terms of career path and whatnot it's it's really difficult to confidently tell people that I'm an artist because you know I still struggle with my self-esteem and and how I present to others and I'm always worried that they're going to be like oh anybody could have made that you can't call yourself an artist but um, I think to myself yeah I would call myself an artist but it depends on who I'm meeting. You know, if I'm meeting a really fancy big wig artist, I don't think I'd have the confidence to say that. But, right. you know, I, I think at my core, yeah, I am. I'm always going to be an artist.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like that community of artists is important to, like, in yes. you your practice?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Well, I'm, I'm going to be upfront a little bit, is I haven't really had a, a great um, group of friends filled with artists, you know, until very recently. And I didn't realize how vital that was for my practice as an artist myself, just because it's been so incredibly useful to talk to people and get their ideas and their criticisms Mm -hmm. and work with the people that I love most to create things that make me happy. And I didn't realize how important that was to me until it actually happened. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think, uh, I think everybody is a little intimidated by their peers, especially when you're in such a competitive artistic program. Like everybody wants to make it big. Everybody wants to be a successful artist. So I think it's easy to want to be intimidated by people and work against them rather than with them. But if I had just, you know, if I could go back to first year me and say, make friends with everybody in your art classes right the second, I totally would. Cause I think it's so important that we like stick together and cheer each other on, which is why stuff like jazz is so great
0: yeah totally and I feel like also I mean maybe comparing isn't the right word but like having your peers be a little bit you know intimidating and like and like being in awe of like what they're doing I think is like good to push you forward even if it's like uncomfortable sometimes you know
1: But I feel like that really only works if you have a grasp on like your own self and your own values in terms yeah. of what you are as an artist because if you're constantly in awe of your peers, but putting yourself down, that's not going to get you anywhere. I think it's important to separate the fact that all of these people you meet are incredibly talented and unique and amazing in their own ways, but so are you individual. Yes. Yeah.
0: No, I totally agree. And it's not fun to be someone else anyway.
1: No. Um, What good does that do anybody?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, What are you working on now? Oh, geez.
1: Well... I just finished up a cute little animation with my my dear friend, Maeve, who really helped me out. And I, um, I'm, I'm a, re- a really big fan of this animator. Uh, she's on YouTube. You can watch her stuff. Her name is Joni Phillips, and she does a ton of really, really cool like stop-motion animations that are done just with drawing. Um, and so I really think I want to do some work on that and, and see what I can produce, even if it's just like really small, short clips, a couple of frames. I'd really like to get into that. Um, I'm not really doing anything too spectacular these days. I'm kind of, you know, without school lost in terms of prompts and things to inspire me. So I've been kind of going through my old sketchbooks and trying to liven up things that I liked, but never really fully developed. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, and I think today my plan is to just go through old sketchbooks and see if there's any comics that I can really flush out into, you know, a bigger, more detailed kind of platform.
0: What do you? I'm like super attracted to stop motion, but I don't know why. Like, because it's great. I know, but like, what is it about stop motion that's so great? Like, I I don't know. I want to put my finger on it.
1: You know what I think it is for me? What is? It feels like completing a puzzle. You know, like you have all of these different little bits and pieces that you work really hard to put together, and then the end result is just like every single frame. You can tell that that was tedious and and hard work and it just feels Mm -hmm. very gratifying at the end to just like have a whole little video about it. I think that's great.
0: Totally. I feel like it ties back to your love for comic making because I think like it has that like humanity component to it in the sense of like what you're saying, like you see the like work behind it and you and it's also like they're always just, I don't know, something about moving images it's so good. I know. I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what you do.
1: With that. Oh, me too. I think um I th- I think something that I've come to recognize as part of my practice is that I love the process so much more than I love the like the finished products. Yeah. And um you know whatever comes out of your hand and makes something into a reality like that point A in your brain to point c in the fingertips like that point b of getting it there is the best thing for me i I think Mm -hmm. is you know the emotionality of the the process and going through that i think is my favorite thing
0: Mm -hmm. do you feel like i know this is a hard question for some do you feel like you have like a gallery trajectory or like a publishing trajectory or like you you know what i mean like do you see your work that kind of because it's i i think It's interesting because comics are, like, you know, typically, like, like, storytelling, like, in books. Yeah, not something
1: so much that you'd see displayed in a gallery. Not that that's impossible, and that has happened. That happens a lot.
0: And I I wonder, like, how you see your stuff being, like, shown to other people. I think
1: eventually I'd really like to venture into graphic novels and maybe, like, illustrating kids books I think you know storytelling is something that I really enjoy and I love talking um and I love talking about myself so I think you know maybe publishing a graphic novel one day would be really really fun but um in terms of like displaying my art I don't really love the idea of like being in a gallery setting just because you know as much as I want people to pay attention to my work I don't really want them to pay attention to me so if I could just like publish it all and strangers from around the world enjoy it. I think that's what I'd prefer instead mm.
0: of,
1: you know, being at a gallery and looking at my own things. I think that would freak me out. That's too meta.
0: Mm. Yeah. But good for the rest
1: of you who do that.
0: Do you have any kind of like tidbits for other students who are like suffering creatively during being like from being home or like things that you've been doing to keep making during this crazy Crazy time.
1: Well, yeah, I I think it really goes, uh, it boils down to um, once again, not caring about the finished product, you know, and enjoying the process. I think the reason why we're all art students today is because on some level we enjoy making art. And I think when you get into a professional setting like this and you're in your final years of university, the pressure to make good things is overwhelming. And, Mm -hmm. you know, especially with social media too, which is part of why I'm, I'm not partaking as much these days um, is that performative aspect of, of wanting approval. And so I would say get a shitty sketchbook, pardon my language, get some not great tools, although all tools are great crayons, pencil crayons. I love pencil crayons and just like make without thinking about it. And don't worry about the finished product and don't worry about showing it to anybody, but don't crumple it up and throw it away because it's still valuable. You know, just do something for the sake of doing something. And then eventually, you know, even if you don't like it, it will harness some creativity in another form. I think Um, Mm -hmm. when I started Christian's class this past semester, I went through maybe four or five like hundred page sketchbooks just in the semester, just drawing whatever I wanted to. And I think that's done me a lot of good. And I would recommend it to everybody to just be doodling and scribbling at any given time. Mm -hmm. Easier said than done, but you know, give it a go.
0: No, I agree with you. I think just like the act of moving your hands with something in them is a great thing to be doing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, you just got to
1: try and take some of the pressure off, you know?
0: I know. I know it's, it's hard though. Like, how do you feel like you take pressure off?
1: In, in terms of like when it comes to art making and I, I feel like there's too much pressure and I'm no longer creating. Yeah. Well, uh, sometimes Maeve and I do this fun thing where we play Pictionary and we use our track pads and Microsoft paint and sketch.io. And that's always just a really fun time, you know, to be able to make something without worrying about where it's going to end up or who's going to see it. Cause you can just erase that right after, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I always come out of those feeling like, wow, I want to do more drawing just for the sake of drawing. Right. And uh, I think it's really important to take breaks too. I, I think you really got to, if it's not coming to you, Don't force it, because that's not going to do anybody any good.
0: Yeah, agreed. Final question.
1: Is this a a million-dollar answer?
0: Million-dollar answer. Whew. What project or piece are you most proud of?
1: Oh, geez. I get a second to think, right? This is a million-dollar answer?
0: (laughs) I guess so. Well,
1: I mean, I've talked about drawing one a whole lot. Um, So I'm going to talk about it some more in case you weren't sick of it yet. But that five page comic that I I did as the final project for that class, it was the first time where I really felt like proud of my work and I saw that other people enjoyed it too. Um, And it was just a process of creating something that was near to me, but also getting approval from my professor in that was something that really really helped me was realizing that there's a possibility other people can enjoy the things that I'm making and so the feedback that I received from doing that and the enjoyment I got out of creating that I think that's what makes me really proud you know it wasn't something that I stressed about because I hated it like I've done in a lot of my studio courses um, I just really enjoyed the whole thing and I think that's what I'm proud of is that little five page comic I did which you can totally check out it's great
0: yeah that was a really I think it was cool when you showed that comic because it was just like so it was taken like so well by everyone who saw it and it was like I think it was a cool moment for you because I feel like it was like this is it like this is what I do you know
1: yeah I was I was really grateful for the reception of that you know I think it's I think it's quite daunting because a lot of the stuff that I'm making these days is incredibly personal. And so when people are so kind and receptive and open-minded and then very positive and heartfelt, it just like makes my heart very warm and makes me want to keep writing things and drawing things and doing all of that stuff. So I'm I'm proud of
0: that. Well, Julian, thank you so much for coming on this Interviewing Artist series. Thanks for having me. Hopefully your work will be in the jury art show.
1: Oh geez. We'll see about that one.
0: An auction.
1: Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll bind that comic up and, and see if anybody wants it.
0: Yeah. Or maybe I'll do
1: some prints and make a little zine. I don't know. I will figure it out. You'll see me. That's the important thing is to see my work.
0: Thank you so much for listening to our interviewing artist series. Check us out at juriedartshow.ca or on Instagram at juriedartshow. Original music by Cam Hines.